you can develop leadership skills just as you can learning to dribble a basketball. It's going to be like a workout. You're going to get out of it what you put into it. You know, I mentioned at the very beginning, read books, listen to podcasts, whatever it is. That's kind of step one. But step two is implementing it. And if you don't ever put into practice what you're learning, you're right. You won't develop as a leader, but absolutely anyone can develop leadership skills if they will, what I call taking from head knowledge and making it heart knowledge. You have to make it part of who you are and how you practice as a leader. Welcome to Management Development Unlocked, where you will learn how to nurture a world-class management team. And now your host, Eric Gerard. Welcome to another episode of Management Development Unlocked. I am superlatively glad that you're here. Please remember to support the show by subscribing, commenting, and sharing. Today, I am honored to have Colby Morris with me. Colby, welcome to the show. Who are you and what do you do? Thanks so much, Eric. Eric, I am a leadership development guy. I've spent probably the last part of the last 15, 20 years developing leaders, developing leadership teams, helping organizations through that part of it. I'm also a consultant, a dad, a husband, not all those things in the right order, but that's me. Awesome. Yeah, that dad part is super important. The, the dad and husband part, you know, that, that goes up <laughs> yeah. top. I should have, should have rearranged that. That's okay. I, I won't tell your wife. <laughs> all right. Cool. Well, our topic today with Colby is leadership development for new managers. And I've got a few questions for you on that, sir. So with that, let's dive in. Let's do it. The first question I've got for you is what are the beginning or first steps of leadership development for a new manager? For new managers, I recommend this, that they realize that they aren't going to know everything right off the bat. And in so doing, to develop themselves as much as humanly possible. Part of that is diving into anything leadership that they can get their hands on. When I first started out as a leader, I found John Maxwell. That was my, my leadership development guru. Every book, every podcast I could find, I dove into him. So first thing, start developing yourself as a leader. The second thing is recognize and realize that everything that you do as far as leadership go, is about the people and to start really working on developing those connections and uh, those relationships, because that's what's going to ultimately allow you to lead. So I'd say those are your first two steps as a new leader. Yeah. John Maxwell is fantastic. I've read, honestly, I've only read two or three of his books, but uh, good stuff for sure. Yeah. He only has like 70 something, so. <laughs> but yeah, they're all really good. Yeah. All right. So I would even add to what you're saying, you know, and if, if you're, if you're manager curious or if you're leadership curious, if you're thinking about it, get some of those books and start to read ahead of time because there's nothing worse. And, and you all have heard this on my podcast. I've talked about this where I got promoted and was on my back foot and, you know, wound up doing things the wrong way out of the bat, out of the gate. And so I would really encourage you, if you're thinking about management, if you're thinking about leadership, start doing some reading, maybe take some classes ahead of time so that you're ready to go. Absolutely. There's, there's nothing worse than getting thrown into a situation that either you weren't prepared for or you weren't developed to take on. So especially for those that may be listening that's thinking about promoting someone, 
you know, definitely start developing that person before they get into that position. And yeah, like you said, if, if they're look, thinking about wanting to be promoted, you've got to start developing yourself and taking those steps. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Take, take charge of your own learning for sure. All right. Well, moving on, what are some aspects of leadership development that new managers should avoid? And I don't think I've ever asked a question like this. So I, I am going to be interested <laughs> to hear what you have to say. The first part is thinking that you know it all from the very beginning. A lot of new managers come in and generally they're promoted because they were the best at what they did. They were the Michael Jordan, right? And so when they come in, they know everything about that job, but they may not know everything about managing, about leading, or what's the difference between those two. They come in re really thinking that everyone should perform like they did. And how do you avoid that? One, you have to realize that it's still people that you're leading. It's still people that you're developing and they're going to be flawed. Just because you did it really well, doesn't necessarily mean everyone on your team is going to do that. And so a new manager can come in with that mindset that they know how to do this job. They know how to do everything. But the, the mistake there is not bringing your team along with you or developing them to do what you used to be able to do. All right. So making sure that you've got some grace and got some empathy for your team. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I think they said that's why Michael Jordan was uh, not a great coach was because he didn't understand why everyone couldn't just do it like he did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't even imagine what it would be like to play on a team where Michael Jordan was the coach. That must have been really intimidating. <laughs> why can't you hit that jump shot? Well, I can't elevate six feet in the air like you did, coach. I'm sorry. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Oh, I had a conversation with my wife's uncle this week. He's not a tall guy. He's, you know, at his, at his height, he might have been 5'6". But in high school, he had a 39-inch vertical leap. And yeah. so in high school, he was an absolute star because he could he could outdo the, the guys who were 6'2". Sure. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I played basketball for one season in sixth grade, so I am not a basketball person. I'm not a sports guy. All right. That's we, all right. We have digressed. Let's come back to task. <laughs> Can managers actually develop those leadership skills or are you just born with it? Yes. And yes. They're, they're the two schools of thought, right? Like someone is just born a natural leader. And yes, I, I think there are some people that are just born to be a leader. They they have that that gene in them that that is something about them that makes them a good leader. They they take charge from the beginning. But there's a, a fallacy that a new manager or someone else can't develop leadership skills. That is, you know, I, I just that's not who I am. I'm I may be an introvert. I don't I don't really know how to lead. I'm not a leader. And that's that's not accurate because you can you can develop leadership skills just as you can learning to dribble a basketball. It's it's going to be like a workout. You're going to get out of it what you put into it. And so as people are trying to develop, it's you know I mentioned at the very beginning, you know, read books, listen to podcasts, whatever it is. That's that's kind of step one. But step two 
is implementing it. And if you don't ever put into practice what you're learning, you're right. You won't develop as a leader, but absolutely anyone can develop leadership skills if they will take that, what I call taking from head knowledge and making it heart knowledge. You have to make it part of who you are and how you practice as a leader. I, I totally agree. I, I In my book, I talk a lot about how management skills can absolutely be learned, management and leadership skills, and especially empathy. A lot of us, you know, don't feel like we're naturally empathetic people or, you know, we're, we're kind of fuzzy on the concept of empathy, but you can learn it just like you learn, learn anything else. And it takes practice like anything else, but you can become more empathetic. Will you become the Brene Brown? Maybe not, but you can certainly, you know, level up your empathy skills so that you can be a better listener and attend more, more closely to what's going on with your team members so that you can help them over a hump. So I agree with you. You can absolutely build these skills and it's not impossible. It's it's awesome that you mentioned Brene Brown. I'm actually rereading her Dare to Lead and kind of at the same time rising strong and kind of working on that whole vulnerability piece as a leader and what that means. And it's kind of making me really kind of do a, a gut check and a lot of introspection as far as some of the things she discusses there, which you know could be a, a whole other topic for another day. Yeah, absolutely. We should we should have a, an episode about that. Yes, absolutely. Right on. Okay. Well, my my last question of this section is what are some resources that new managers should take advantage of, read or listen to? And you kind of alluded to this a little bit already. So you talked about John Maxwell and Brené Brown. What else? Yeah, absolutely. There's so many free resources out there that it doesn't have to be prohibitive of a new manager trying to learn. There are podcasts, just, you know, every one of them is free that you can really take a lot of knowledge in and again, learn how to practice it. But there's so much information available. You can go on LinkedIn learning. You can do edX classes, which some of those are are definitely paid, but audio books. There's so much availability out there that if, if a leader really wants to develop, a manager really wants to figure out that difference in the title of manager and leader, they can do that by just looking for some of those things. Just, you know, your podcast. I'm trying to think of some others that Craig Rochelle, John Maxwell, there are so many great leadership podcasts out there that they can really start uh, start listening to books they can read. You know, John Maxwell, Craig Rochelle, the same people uh, that that information is available, and a new leader would would do themselves a great reward by starting to to invest in those things. Yeah, I totally agree. And you know, if if, if budget is an issue, there's always the library. City libraries Absolutely. have have huge management development sections. That's a Point. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm going to see if I can't get my book, you know, can't sneak it into my local library and, you know, get it, get it on the shelves in there someplace. So cool. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about you for a sec, Colby, and let's talk about your consulting business and your podcast. Tell me, tell me about okay. it. So consulting business is Next Step Advisors. That's NXT Step Advisors. That is actually one that my wife and I actually co-own. She's a CFO. I'm kind of a fractional COO. And so we kind of pair up together to offer those types of services. I handle like operations, excellence, you know, really diving into those things, as well as leadership development 
for the executives or the teams, uh, whatever the case may be. She handles the, you know, the bookkeeping controller CFO type roles uh, that a company may need. And oftentimes we find that those are both needed. And so we kind of come in and, and tag team on, on the company that way. Yeah, I, I have a fractional CFO uh, who, you know, comes in and out. She, she works for the same firm that my bookkeeper works for. And so, you know, the, the, you know, the bookkeeper and I are talking all the time and then every so often we'll pull in the CFO just to say, you know, okay, you know, how are things from a 50,000 foot view? What I, what do I need to be thinking of? Things like that. So incredibly helpful. So I would absolutely say if you, if you need CFO services, but don't want to hire one, talk to Colby. Right. <laughs> Thank you. And the, uh, the podcast is called Things Leaders Do. And the idea is that it's, it's much less theoretical and much more practical. The idea is that each episode would be geared towards, hey, let me give you this, these one or two things that you can actually practice tomorrow. You know, if you listen to it over the weekend, there's, there's something you can take and start on Monday. It's not a lot of theory as much as it is giving like new managers or, you know, even experienced managers that are just trying to find that something else, something practical they can actually chew on and, and work on. It's, it's a brand new podcast as of today, which is August 11th. I have a trailer up and episode one, and then on Tuesday we'll release episode two. So again, some grace, but it's coming. Hey, you, you know, a journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step, right? That's Damn, absolutely I mean, true. This, this podcast has only got 40 episodes so far. So, you know, it just, it just takes one step at a time. That's true. That's true. It does. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Well, let's move on to the lightning round. This is where we get a chance to learn a little bit more about you. And this ought to be interesting because you seem like a cool guy. First question. <laughs> could be for really you. boring. <laughs> First, first question here is if you could interview anyone, who would it be and why? So this is anyone at all living or dead from any time period, man, I, it'll sound cheesy. I'd have to say probably Elvis, man. I was, I was a huge Elvis fan growing up. I, I own every, all 33 of his movies. I just, uh, I don't listen to him like all the time. I'm not that kind of Elvis fan, but just would love some insight on his his life and perspective, how he changed music. If he could, if he could see what's happened today. First time I've ever heard somebody say Elvis. So there's two firsts in this episode. <laughs> Man, we're breaking ground here. That's right. That's right. Today will be a special day on my calendar. <laughs> All right. Next lightning round question is favorite vacation spot and why. You know, it, it used to be Cancun Cozumel uh, because the all-inclusive life and just chilling on the beach uh, has it, gotten a little dangerous to go down there. So I'd say right now uh, we visited Miami not too long ago, and that's probably my favorite over the last five or six years. I didn't, I didn't realize what all Miami had to offer, and I, I really enjoyed it. We've been going into Puerto Vallarta a lot. And I like oh, that. Nice. Yeah. Yes, I got to go there. The diving is better in Cancun, Cozumel, though. So I'm, oh, okay. a, I'm a big scuba diver. So I'm going to maybe I'll brave it and go down. <laughs> we went uh, snorkeling, and my wife is deathly afraid of fish. So I spent most of the time like kung fu chopping at 
at fish trying to keep her away, keep the fish away from her. So I didn't enjoy the experience as much as I probably should have. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> you just imagine this person here. Chup, 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 chup. Get away. Exactly. Everybody was Kung Fu. No, sorry. <laughs> All right. Aside from Miami or Cancun, Cozumel, where would you like to travel? Oh, man. I actually saw a link that someone shared on LinkedIn the other day about Armenia. Hmm. And had no idea how many different climates and ecospheres that place had. So that's on my list. But Greece has always been number one. I I want to spend like a month in Greece and just just be part of the culture. Just take it all in. Yeah, Greece is is an amazing place. I haven't been yet, but I've, I've just seen a lot of pictures and documentaries, and it sounds amazing. And I want to stand in the Coliseum and yell, are you not entertained? So yeah. that's part of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, the cradle of civilization. Nice. <laughs> and my last lightning round question for you, sir, is what brings you the most joy in your life? Man. I'd have to say vacation time with the family. As the kids are getting older, daughter's 22, she has her own place, lives an hour away. Into this month, we're moving my son off to Florida to go to college, and then the youngest will be a junior in high school. So really starting to realize at this point in my life how much those relationships are are so important right now. And when you don't get the the hugs as often because they're gone. That's that's really starting to, to weigh heavily on the mind. So the time that we spend together probably means the most right now. I yeah, I'm with you. My my kids are twin 14 year old daughters, and already trying to get a hug from them is like pulling teeth. So <laughs> it's it started early in my house. <laughs> I think the hard part is my kids are so affectionate. You know, they, everybody hugs good morning, hugs good night. You know, we're a very affectionate family. So the thought of them not being here and not being able to get those is, is probably what's getting me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I hear you. Yeah. Well, we're not going to be empty nesters for a while, but it's coming. <laughs> it sneaks up on you. Well, Colby, thank you very much. I really enjoyed our conversation. If folks want to learn more about you, your consulting, your consulting business, your podcast, where can they find you? Probably easiest place is just LinkedIn. And it's just Colby Morris under LinkedIn, linkedin.com slash in slash Colby Morris. Or you can go to nextstepadvisors.com. Again, that's NXT, nextstepadvisors.com. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Please subscribe, comment, share, and connect with me on LinkedIn. Watch for my book on September 20th. I'm going to make a lot of noise about that. We will catch you on the next one. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Management Development Unlocked. Want more? Get a ton of insider tips and tools at GerardTrainingSolutions.com. 